cannot imagine that every time a husband and a wife quarrel or had a disagreement with that thing or the other, they run to their parents or their uncles to try to resolve the problem. The, 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 the uncles are gonna sit there and be thinking, oh, how do we help these people? You know, every time they fight about one thing or the other, you know, they come in here, we, 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 we tell them, you know, what to do and they end up not doing it. And before they know, they, they, they end up saying, no, we, you know, um, uh, what is the problem in this relationship? They're talking to their ancestors on your behalf. And you don't think there's anything wrong with that, Yosan. Concerning you as a, who is, um, um, you know, if you really genuine, you know, you so believe that you are, you know, true to the word, there are things that you cannot allow yourself to be part of. Don't take it lightly. Because some of these things are being done in your name. Who do you answer to? What name are you, are you answering to yourself? What, these, these things, you know, they, they create such strongholds in your life that it, it becomes so very difficult for you, for you to can, you know, do um, anything or, or, or move forward. It is not something that you should, you should take. At some point, Jesus Christ said himself to his um, disciples that you have made the word of God of none effect because of your traditions. So there's no room for tradition in, the, in Christ. There's no room for tradition you know, in, in the word of God. If, if anything, those are things that you need to, you know, um, you know put behind you and, and, and do everything necessary to pray about, uh, you know, against such things. Because um, you'll end up having to be casting devils or demons that, uh, you know, you are responsible for yourself. And that is not going to help you. Um, to make the necessary progress in your life. It is very important that you take this into your heart. Number three, I said here is jealousy. You know, jealousy can hinder grace from moving. Because when you're jealous, you're not trusting that God can do the very thing for yourself that he has done for the other person. So instead of you celebrating and rejoicing with them, you are now angry why she is the one who's always sharing her testimonies. Why is she the one who's always saying that, um, you know, God is doing this and that um, um, uh, in her life? Why not me? And, and, and. You need to um, let go of such and learn to rejoice and celebrate, you know, the testimonies of your fellow brethren. Learn to acknowledge and appreciate and encourage them and uh, you know continue praying and um, and together with your fellow brethren you need not have to you know be um angry because somebody is saying um, um a testimony or sharing something that they so much believe god has done for them it is not it is not desirable in fact if anything it might as well be just what is uh, obstructing you from hearing um, from God yourself. So you must just cancel that spirit altogether and let go of it. Don't even um, think about 
um, um, you know, um, you know, finding yourself being offended because somebody has something better or is something good or sharing such a, a testimony with your son. You know, somebody might just say, you know, but uh, that is just, you know, um, not who I am. You know, I, I'm not really as jealousy and I, I don't have such. But ask yourself, when last did you call a brother or a sister just to speak a blessing upon their life? Just to say that I am so very happy for you and what you have achieved. When last did you pray such a prayer that you were just, you were just thanking God for what he's doing in somebody else's life? When last did you just say you are just taking time to pray for a fellow brother or a sister that you know he is in such a need? Many a times people are praying, but um, they pray more about what they need than uh, um, um, uh, the needs of their fellow brethren. And then alone shall say something about you and your intentions. Number four is pride. Pride hinders grace. In fact, Bible says that God elbows the proud and he gives more grace to the humble. Those that are humble, he gives them more grace. You know, sometimes people are not failing because they're not good at what they do. But because of pride, they find themselves messing up even the things that they ought to be excelling in. And um, the more they they striving or, or, or time, the more things are not going right. So it is it is one thing that you must be you must guard against that it should get to a point where it is so much consumed you that you can't even hear an instruction from your leader, let alone from um, your partner or your colleague, even your parents for that matter. Because that is that is that is what you know uh, pride does. You know, and eventually, before you know, the person just becomes so arrogant that they can't hear anything. There's nothing that you tell them that will make sense. They think they know it all. They don't need anybody to tell them anything. And um, that becomes such a, a problem in, in, in uh, you know, getting to really experience the, that. Um, 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 a manifestation of the grace of God upon their lives. We don't know. You don't want to be, you know, high-minded or think of yourself more highly than you ought to, as the Bible says. It is not to say that um, you must allow yourself to be humiliated or, you know, um, 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 being mistreated in any way. And that is not what it says. But learn to have such humility and humble yourself enough that you are able to listen to an instruction and follow it to the latter. The next one is uh, disobedience. It is very, um, um, uh, you know, um, true that um, um, 
Obedience, as the Bible says, is better than sacrifice and to hearken than uh, a fact uh, of, of realm. But he says rebellious, a rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. A person who is rebellious is not different to a witch. That is witchcraft. That is what the Bible says. And uh, when you hear something of that nature, it must help you to um, correct certain things and uh, um, be wise so that uh, you do not just disregard instructions or disobey instructions um, that you are receiving. Number six is hatred. That is also something which you must do away with as a Christian. I don't know how anyone will call themselves a Christian and they so much hate or they are filled with so much hatred and anger and malice. I cannot imagine what anyone would have done that that will make me to hate them. I mean, the Bible says, love even your enemies. Those who declare themselves your enemies, your neighbors. You love everybody anyway. You cannot afford to allow yourself to be consumed with so much anger and hatred. That, that will um, um, cause you so much pain. It will cause you so much trouble, let alone that it is hindering grace um, to move in your life. But the more angry you are, the more unhappy you are, the more you are feeling um, you know, unwell because you, you are angry, the more you start even being sick yourself because you are so very, you know, because of, of, of hatred. So it is not something that one should take lightly. You need to put that away from you and learn to walk in love every day as a child of God. Hatred should not be something that, uh, you know, you must struggle with in your personal life. These are simple things that I believe if we learn to do or we take into our hearts, it will make a difference. Because come to think about it, Bible even says that if you happen to be angry with somebody before you even seek to pray to God, you need to forgive that person. There's a reason for it. Because there's no point you pray to God, yet you are harboring such a grudge and anger in your heart. You're, not, you're wasting your time. It is as simple as that. That you are praying a prayer that not even yourself believes that it will make any difference in your life. Let alone you know, hearing from God because you've already created a war um, um, and, and that is obstructing the 
you know, um, his voice and, 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 and what you are looking forward to hearing from him. Number seven is ignorance or falsehood. You know, people sometimes tend to just um, be so very ignorant, you know, even when uh, grace doesn't say that you must not acknowledge an area where there may be a challenge in your life. That is where you need to, when you now acknowledge and recognize, you now need to be praying to God to give you more grace to forgive, to give you grace to be humble, to give you grace to love, to give you grace to do things that you're not able to do. But if you're always going to pretend that you know the things that you know you don't know, there's always going to be a problem. You're not going to get to a point where you you are you are being sincere even in your prayers. Your prayers will be misdirected. Oftentimes you hear that the very first um, um, thing that um, one ought to do, you know, is the very first step that you need to take towards resolving any problem. I'm not talking about just praying now in your personal life is to first acknowledge that there is a problem. Acknowledge that there is a challenge. And then when you when you know that there is such, you ask yourself, is it an internal problem or it is an external problem? Is it somebody that I am the source myself of such a problem? Or it is something that you know is external? And then you know precisely what to do about the very same thing you're saying. You know precisely what steps you need to take to resolve that particular problem. You know what prayers you need to be praying. You know what is it that you need to talk to God about. And when you do so, God will give you grace to help you deal with that particular issue. And the challenge is when, you see, not even um, um, somebody who's um, um, an addict will agree that they need a hand. Not anybody. You say to somebody that, but you know, you seem not to be, um, um, you know, um, um, a slave. Um, uh, you, you, you are now an alcoholic. There seems to be a problem. You're drinking excessively. It seems that there are other, you know, challenges or factors that are creating such a, a, a you know, um, 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 a, a desire to do whatever it is that the person is. Nobody would want to agree that they they need such harm, and that is just where sometimes the uh, the difficulty is, because you now obstruct even a man who genuinely want to provide a solution. Now just 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 create this barrier, this wall, and say no, I don't have a problem. But everybody sees there is a problem here. The sooner we have here, the the better, because this person is, is on a path to destruction. They they destroying themselves, they're destroying their, their, their lives and possibly even the lives of the people around them. And before you know, they they are now, you know, at a point where they they almost reach a point of no return. And you really need to pray to God to be able to have them come out of that situation they find themselves in. 
Number eight is fear. Fear is the opposite of love or faith. Where there is fear, you can imagine how a person would always make their decisions. And if you're doing anything based on fear, chances are that even the results that you may be looking for are not going to be, you know, it, it is not going to, 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 um, uh, uh, to happen. Um, when you have received the word of God, you know that light has come. You ought not to now be thinking like somebody who's still in the darkness. It is there to help your faith to grow, to increase, and it becomes easier for you to uh, to love. So you cannot um, um, allow that you find yourself being tormented because of fear. Many times people are so very afraid in their lives. They are afraid even to um, make a decision out of fear. And, and um, the, the, the sad thing is it, 90% um, of the time, the things you are most afraid of, they may never happen. It's just a perception. It's an imagination you've created in your mind. You've, 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 you've um, you know, you had um, this thought and you start to uh, brood on it yourself and um, you entertain it. You start asking yourself of all things that could possibly go wrong. And before you know, you are so very afraid. People are living in fear every day. They are, they are living as though they are slaves. Yet they look like they are free. They're supposed to be free. But not everybody you meet in the streets is as free. There is so much fear that um, you know is tormenting them. And before you know, they are not able to allow grace to um, take um, charge and uh, have them in 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 the very area where they 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 now so much you know in fear. But if they come to acknowledge that and and trust God and and uh, ask Him to increase the grace that is upon their lives, it will help them to deal with that particular aspect of their life. Sometimes people are so afraid they they'll give they give um, answers even you know um, that are so wrong, even when they knew <laughs> they knew. The, 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 the right answers um, and that is not something that you you should take lightly in your life. I'm just saying this so that you allow grace to eradicate fear from your life. You don't have to spend sleepless nights because of fear. When the Bible says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother he never sleeps, no slumbers. He wants it's because he wants you to sleep and snow, and even forget that uh, you know um, you you may not have one thing or the other. Thinking about the very thing that seems to be 
causing a, a difficulty in your life every day is not going to help your situation. Rather talk to God about it. The more you are focused on the very thing that seems to be the cause of the problem, the more you're magnifying it and the more it seems to be bigger a problem. Whereas you can just talk to this God that you believe in and before you know that very um, problem disappears. And number nine is unbelief. It is no good to allow doubt in your mind so much so that you're even doubting God's grace. Then, um, then there's always going to be a challenge. Grace by its very nature says it. It is favor that you don't even have to deserve. So if you're doubting even that there is such, then it will be a problem to can believe God for something bigger, eh, for a bigger miracle in your mind. So you need to deal with that and uh, let go of it. And lastly, is self-righteousness. You need not seek your own righteousness, but the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God in everything that you do. It is um, what will help you to um, always do the right thing. And that I've said so that we can um, all get to finish this um, month we are in with the right understanding and get to take advantage of this special grace that is available and for every one of us to can really get to enjoy and lead the life that God has called you into. You need to dedicate your life to service. Dedicate your life to the service of God. You need to dedicate your life to the service in the house of God, serving God. That is, that is what this year is all about um, um, in this ministry. And um, I want you really to develop such passion about the things of God and the things of the Spirit. I, don't, I need to encourage you to be passionate about the work of the ministry and um, be able to commit yourself entirely and do what is uh, necessary. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9. I'll read you verses 10 and 11 and verse 13. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. Whilst you still hear when you still can, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Put everything in it. Develop such passion, such that you bring such excellent, excellent results in anything and everything that you do. You need to, you need to learn to be passionate about the things you do. Be passionate about life. Be passionate about the Word of God. Be passionate about the work you do. 
put your heart and your mind in it. Do it with all that you are. Before you know there is an opportunity there, a real opportunity for grace to can manifest. There is an opportunity that you may not have gotten into the particular um, um, task or project with that in mind. But it is, um, it is something that is inevitable. It is something that is bound to happen. That will help you to now to always um, you know, make use of um, the opportunities that um, are available to you. It says here, in the realm of the dead, where you are going, there's no waking, there's no planning, there's no knowledge, there's no wisdom. So there's no point not preserving all this wisdom and the knowledge that you have for, you know, taking it with. You know, somebody said that, you know, the graveyard is the, is the most richest place because there is many people who died with such excellent ideas. Brilliant ideas, they never bring to fruition. They never did anything to um, um, make it um, work for them when they still had an opportunity. Then he says here, I've seen something else under the sun. He says the race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise, or wealth, wealth to the brilliant, or favor to the land, but time and chance happen to them all. It is by grace. That is all that is saying. It is by grace. He says the race is not to the shit, nor the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise. You know, there are people who are very wise, but they are, they are, they are starving themselves to death. They, they're not using their wisdom to be able to put food on the table. They are wise between the wrong things. Or wealth to the brilliant. Now stop saying that so-and-so is rich because he's very brilliant. It's not true. It says here that wealth is not necessarily for a select few or, or certain individuals. Time and chance happen to us all. You need just to be wise and um, ask yourself, um, you know, be able to allow yourself to be led and, and directed by, by his spirit. Favor is not to the land. You don't have to be knowledgeable for favor to work in your land. It is not, it is not, it is not right to think that there are certain people that God favors um, ahead of others. That is not who God is. That is not who God is. I don't think any father who really genuinely loves his children would want to um, um, uh, do such to any um, um, of his children. In verse 13, he says, I also saw under the sun this example of wisdom that greatly impressed me. There was once a small city with only a few people in it and a powerful powerful king came against it, surrounded it, and built a huge siege. 
um, a siege works against it. Now, there lived in that city a man poor but wise. And how is that possible? A poor, wise man. What does poverty have to do with wisdom? It doesn't, you know, even just looking at the construction alone, something just doesn't seem to, to be right here. He says, they lived in that city, a man poor but wise. And he saved the city by his wisdom. But nobody remembered that poor man. So I said, wisdom is better than strength. But the poor, the poor man's wisdom is despised. Is despised. His words are no longer heeded. I mean, this man saved the entire city, yet nobody remembered him. Why? Because he was poor. Although he was a wise man, nobody could remember him even after he has saved the city. And that is so very sad. So it matters what you use your wisdom for. What you do with the wisdom that God has given you. Maybe before you, before you start thinking about saving the entire city, time make it work for you. Let it help you to create wealth for yourself. Use it such that it benefits you and your, um, your immediate family or those around you. Create opportunities able to use it in a manner that uh, you know even when you're thinking of doing something that big it is not just going to be it's not going to just sound like it's just a, a far-fetched dream so you need to use every opportunity to benefit yourself and also the kingdom of God Colossians chapter number four already verses number two to verse number six it says devote yourselves to prayer Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards our sanities. Make the most of every opportunity. There he says it again. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Is that something that you're really mindful of? That there is grace in your conversation. There is grace in the things that you are. There ought to be grace in your speech. Your conversation must always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, 
so that you may know how to answer everyone. That is what is expected of you to be able to do so that you are not just um, 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 doing things that um, are going to um, you know um, create a, 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 a different impression to what you may have intended yourself or what you really would have wanted um, um, to do. So your conversation must always be full of grace. There must be that consciousness in your mind. There must always be that understanding and be able to um, do the things that you're doing with that in mind. You must always be very be very be very mindful of such, you know, because if one is not careful, the the very essence of grace may be lost in our speech and the things that we say. We may find ourselves being the being the hindrance ourselves to somebody experiencing grace when you could have said things that will say that you're believing that grace will help them in their situation so that they now also able to uh, start believing in this grace 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 is something that is that is um, um that is tangible that um that can be communicated that can be carried to the next person it's you who the bible says you have a responsibility to to ensure that your conversation is full of grace so that what the next person hears is grace and it helps them to partake of this grace and use it to their advantage as well and that way there is going to be such a progress in their personal lives as well the good thing is that you know um the gifts of god are irreversible what he has what he has done if you look at uh, romans chapter number 11 verse 29 the bible says for the gifts and the calling of god are irrevocable they cannot be retracted the gifts and the calling of god they are irrevocable for he does not withdraw what he has given nor does he change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call says here he does not withdraw what he has given nor does he change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. You need to be always very enthusiastic in serving God. A people of God ought to be, um, you know, always, you know, have such enthusiasm. There must always be an excitement in 
in what you in what you um, are, are doing for God or in the house of God. Not 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 trying to help God. What you're doing, you know, in the house of God. Um, the gifts you receive, the Bible says it. You need to use them to save others. First Peter chapter number four, verse seven. From verse 7, he reads as follows. The end of all things, he says, is near. And therefore, be alert and of sober mind that you may pray. Be alert and be of sober mind that you may pray. Pray. Everywhere you hear, pray. Be watchful. Be vigilant. Give thanks. Men ought to be praying always. So it's no point you running away from just uh, being in a, um, in the presence of God and think that you're doing yourself any favor. Pray. A life of a Christian is a prayerful life. It ought to be a life that you always are mindful that uh, it is only sustained by prayer. It will help you even at the time when there is now so much um, trouble. It will not be a frustration. Can you imagine when you have not prayed for three months and now suddenly you find yourself in trouble and you try to pray to God. In the middle of the prayer, before you go anywhere, you stop. I, you're asking yourself, is God even hearing me? Does he even recognize my voice? Does he even now you still now you try to even want to remind God that oh it is me so and so or don't you remember Uskumbuzo? Uh, I used to be in church every Sunday, but I not been in church for a number of days. But Lord is me, my voice is still the same. It's just now it's a bit rough and try and hear my prayers here, yeah, and I'm just pleading and 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 begging and you're even crying to God to recognize your voice. When God says he knows you, he knows even the every strand in your hair. He knows you, he ought to even know you by name. But if you don't know that when you pray, he hears you, it's going to always be a struggle to, to believe that God is hearing your prayers. So let it be that the voice, your voice is distinct enough that the minute you just kneel down to start praying, God already hears you. He, his ear is attentive enough. We just read he's attentive enough to our prayers. He's, he wants to he wants to answer those prayers before you even start praying. Just because there is grace doesn't mean you must stop praying. Pray. Pray for more grace. Pray that you will get to experience his grace in a very special way. It needs you to be praying. It needs you to be praying. Yes, it's an unmerited favor. But where will it find you if you don't even want to be in the presence of God? If you're not even wanting to give yourself time to be fellowshipping with Him? I always want to do um, 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 something special for the people who excel, who distinguish themselves in what they're doing in their lives and recognize their work and the sacrifices that they're making. It's not different. Understand that when I said to you that there is something that you ought to be, you ought to do. 
When he says come boldly, and you don't even have the boldness to come, you're not going to find this grace. He says come boldly to the throne of grace. But you, you don't even want to come. You standing up to come, you're doing something. It has to. It's, it's for your benefit so that you can be able to obtain such mercy and find grace to have in time of need, when you most need it. So just, just doing that alone is something that is good enough for you to partake and uh, be able to um, receive something special from God. In verse number 8, above all, love each other deeply Oh, Christians these days, there's anything, one thing that is lacking is love. Love. Just loving your fellow brother. This is the one commandment he gave us. To love one another. Love your neighbor as your own self. Because that is, the more you love, the more grace there is. If, if that is seemingly uh, such a, a, a struggle, it, it, it's, it's, it's really not going to um, it will always be a, 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 a difficulty to get to work with, with God. He says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over multitude of sins. Now, we're not, we're not saying that they must be swept under the carpet. No. When you love, you have the next person prevent, have them, get them out of their habit to prevent them from Continue to perpetuate the same conduct and the same behavior. Eventually, they correct themselves and get out of that sin. But when you just turn the other way and ignore that the brother and the sister there is struggling, it doesn't say that you know you are you, you really love um, 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 uh, deeply. So it doesn't say that you care about their need and what they're going through. And there comes a time that when you've grown as a child of God, as a Christian, you know, others' pain becomes your pain. You become so concerned about what they may, they're going through, their sufferings. You, you can feel their emotions. You get to be, you get to be, you cannot afford just to look the other side. You want to, you want to do something and help them to, you know, it's not, it's not about punishing them, it's not about exposing them, it's not about humiliating them or shaming them, but you want to have them in their situation so that they can get themselves, you know, really, um, they, they, they allow themselves to be um, corrected and, uh, and learn to do the right things and change. And before you know, they are able to, can now also do things that will say that indeed they they know they understand that um, they are indeed the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and they are as well able to can enjoy 
such benefits and the promises God has made concerning their lives. He says here, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. If a brother wants to help you and they are complaining, rather, rather ask them to not help you. I don't know if if that uh, you, you it, it mustn't be that you know you are so desperate that you want to um, um, humiliate yourself to that extent. If you really genuinely want to have, you want to do so without having to complain or be grumbling. Don't have this brother here. And go and talk to that sister about what you have done for him and in the process complaining that he is always asking for her if you don't want to help them tell them i cannot help you not because you're not able to but because you're not ready to help your son each of you should use whatever gift you have received to save others whatever gift you have received he says you must use it to, to save others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, use the gifts that you have received to save others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its, in its various forms. Grace comes in various forms. Be a faithful steward of this grace. Then it says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and power forever and ever. That is what I believe God wants you to be paying very careful attention to and learn to be very responsive and do what is right with the time that you already that you still have in your hands and this grace and the gifts he has given you you need to use them rightly be able to take advantage of every opportunity and do the best in every situation. Make the most of every opportunity. It is my prayer that God will give you such special grace to identify every opportunity that comes your way and you'll be able to take advantage of such opportunity use it in a manner that will benefit you and benefit those around you as well god will help you with faith through his way to fulfill your calling in christ jesus he has empowered you for greater works and he shall continue doing great things he shall continue doing extraordinary things, not by power of mind, but by his spirit. 
you enlarge the area of your tent, you will expand your coast and increase your vision. He will give you such an increased ability, new visions, new tongues, new prophecies, new understanding and revelation. The prophecies that you receive by the Spirit of God, the abilities granted you, that you are able to bring them to fruition. Every single prophecy that is said concerning your life, you'll be able to bring them to fruition. The visions that he has placed in your heart, God will grant you such special ability to be able to bring them to fruition. In the mighty name of Jesus, with minimal effort, you will get twice the results of your peace, that you may not have to struggle to get things done in your life, but you will increase that grace that is at work in your life, in your life. As he said to us, that the race is not to the shift, nor the battle to the strong, but time and chance happen to us all. May you always be located by his spirit, that you're led and guided by his spirit. You'll find yourself at the right place at the right time meeting the right people for the right reasons those opportunities are opening up for you everywhere opportunities are opening up for you everywhere your name is being called in that place of a business in that place of an opportunity your name is coming up right at the top that you always be able to find yourself doing such great and extraordinary things because there is such a spirit of excellence that is at work in your life be diligent in all that you do. So if you see a man being diligent before, if you see a man being diligent in his work, the Bible says that you will stand before kings and not before ordinary men. You will stand before kings and not before ordinary men. This ought to be your testimony of his grace. This ought to be your story of God's grace upon your life and what he has done for you in this time. What he has done in your life at this time let this be a turning point in your situation let this be a turning point in your finances let it be a turning point in your relationship and in your marriage that you do everything that you do from this point henceforth by his grace because you are conscious of this grace you have such an ability and understanding of what it has come to do in your personal life. And the more you continue walking and standing in this grace, the more God continues doing such great and extraordinary things in your personal life. God will continue to bless you. For he has blessed you to be a blessing. Be a blessing to your generation. Be a blessing to your family. Be a blessing to your church. Be a blessing to your nation. Be a blessing to those around you. Be that conduit for blessings for mankind and for God to be able to do the very things that he desires to do in the lives of men. That plan that God has for mankind, it will come to pass because of you. You speak the articles of God. You speak God's plan to mankind. You speak his mind and his purpose and that which God is preplanning to do in the lives of men. May he continually reveal himself to you in a much greater measure 
all the time. May he continue to do such great and extraordinary things because there is great grace that is at work in your life. Great grace is at work in your life. There is such special grace that is released upon your life. Receive such special anointing and a special grace to be able to do the things that you may have been struggling to do in this life. Grace for your finances, grace for your marriage, grace for your relationship, grace for your hand. Where you may have been challenged in your hand, God is saying to you today that be fully restored from the crown of your hand to the bottom of your feet, that your faith has made you whole. His grace, he says, is sufficient enough for you. His strength is made perfect in weaknesses. His grace is sufficient enough in your situation today. His grace is sufficient enough for every need that you may think you have in this life. The needs that are here to arise, he says, my grace is sufficient enough for the needs that you have not come to be aware of in your personal life. The things that you are here to experience in your life, he says, my grace is sufficient enough for the challenges that you are here to encounter in your personal lives. The things that are here to happen, that are yet to be revealed in your spirit, he has already granted such special grace that you walk in them yourself. You reveal to you reveal them to you in time that you walk in accordance with his plan, in accordance with his statutes and his commandments in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ who pray. Amen. Thank you. And God bless you mightily. Continue enjoying the benefits of this month that you are in. And use it that from this point henceforth. You ought to just find yourself soaring as an eagle. The remainder of this year for you ought to be made. Sustain your life with His grace that God has given you. Thank you. You may be seated. Can we take this opportunity to partake?